Hey guys, Christmas cracker time again. Jackson, what day today, mate? Day 16. Hey guys, it's Christmas cracker time again, and um, it's uh, this time it's it's a turn of the Dungeons and Junkies team. Um, we are all gathered here today, dearly beloved, um, to talk about what's going, what's been going on this year in DNJ. I just had four people give me the, the, the stink eye for, for using that phrase already. The only yeah. person you should be calling beloved is Chris, and he's not here. Yes, <laughs> and they've got that more, more secrets but, but I have got smiles. So that's a good start. So. As we seem to do twice a year, um, it's time for the end of year roundup of what what's been going on with Dungeons and Junkies this this past year, and the tabletop games we uh, we play together. Um, as usual, um, Kerry is the ringleader of this and and points at people, tells them to talk. So, um, Kerry, when you're ready, my dear. Hello, as has just been said, I'm Kerry and I run the campaign, The Fall of Oshia, which is cursed. It is cursed content. Everything I think of for it is cursed. That is my description and I will stand by it. But apparently I've been designated the person to do the pointing at people and hassling them, which, you know, suits me down to the ground. It's like a fun, unpaid version of my day job. That's a lie, my day job isn't that exciting. But, you know what, let's do it this way. Why don't we all go around and everyone introduces what they run for us? Back to Matt for a moment. Okay. Well, um, I'm Matt and, and I run the Edenoid Chronicles. Um, although by the time this comes out, it will be wrapped up and we will be about to start on our new campaign, which um, is tentatively titled Spellspace. It's Spelljammer, guys. It's Spelljammer. It's the Indian space. What's not to like? I think it's going to be exciting. Alex. So I'm Alex, and I did run uh, Tales of Autopia, the um, ocean slash pirate themed campaign, which has now come to a close. And now. We, and now I'm running Tales of Meridian, a based in the same world, different continent, takes place 25 years later. It's it's going to be a fun one. I've been lucky enough to hear small bits here and there, and I think I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Now let's go down to Chad. Hello. I'm Chad, and I am running, and still running, and plan to keep on running, Escape from Wolf Farm, my wonderful, terrible homebrew world, where lots of weird stuff happens, good and bad, terrible and funny, and everything in between. I think I can safely assume that we all love Wolf Farm. Everyone agreed. And last but by no means least, Caitlin. Sup, fuckers. I'm Caitlin. I'm the freelance person that randomly appears because we don't just play D&D when I'm running. 
I did run the D&D campaign into the waste, which was psychological trauma in a box, which has been discontinued after some very dramatic arcs. <laughs> I will be running a second D&D campaign titled Bloodbound, which I'm scheduled to start in January and just casually screaming. And the only thing anyone will majorly ask me about today is my Blades of the Dark campaign. A.K.A. the Black Lotus Gambit slash the Fall of the First Sword, which is what the second arc is called. Ah! Ah yes, much screaming. That sounds very much like an average Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Sunday cancel as appropriate. And given he was the first one to complete a campaign within D&J, we're going to hassle Alex first. He looks so overjoyed by that. I'm so overjoyed by that. Yes, yes you are. Yes, yes I am. You know, I'm going to be a bit selfisher and ask the first question. What inspired your second campaign? What made you want to do that story specifically? Uh, let's think. So, I mean, half the problem is I know what we're doing in the beginning and I know who the bad person is and I know what their goal is. The problem is I don't exactly have the middle planned yet. So I think what inspired starting Tales of Meridian and the ideas that I have for it, I think a lot of it was to do with a campaign that I attempted to run outside of Dungeons and Junkies, which inevitably failed. We we did four sessions, which was more I kind of expected just to get through one and it never happened again. But between Fallout with one of the players and scheduling with one of the others, it just kind of fell flat. So I've taken inspiration from the story and the map that I had before for that campaign. And it went into... It went in... A lot of that campaign has gone into this campaign and obviously just finishing a campaign that i ran for the best part of nearly 14 14 two years so like 25 26 months i think a lot of inspiration is i want it to be i want it to play differently to what i've done in tales of autopia because in Tales of Autorvia, I did an in a story where all the characters are connected. They all have some kind of involvement, and it went on a specific. I wanted to make it a story rather than like a fixed story rather than a regular campaign. But now that I've done that, I want to go a different route, try something new. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Probably the best way to expand your horizons as a DM as well. So, who wants to go next? Who's got another question for our victim in the hot chair? I can go. Okay. Why? <laughs> Just why? No, that's not the question. Why indeed? Just why? Why did you choose a more con- like a specific island with this? 
pre-established zones and cities and all of that compared to the wide expanse of Autorvia and all the islands and things. It's a good one. I think what another thing that I wanted to explore is with Autorvia, the Isles were very samey in a sense. They were all they had different zones, different climates, but everything because of limited resources that they had in the expanse of the world. A lot of it was the same. So I really wanted to do with Meridian's landscape is make every area feel different. Every area every area has like different environments, different hazards, different traditions. I want it I want there to be unknowns in every area and basically just keep it fresh. Go into a new area and it doesn't feel the same as the last. So like you have the outback in the center that splits off everything, which is a very hostile area between bandits and some of the creatures that live out there. And then you've got the um, coastlands, which are very calm and very well placed together. It's a very safe area in comparison. So I just wanted to... I just want to surprise everyone with something that isn't the same as the last area they were in. Makes a lot of sense. So, who's next? That sounded way more threatening than it meant to. Sneaks to isn't a Russian roulette. I guess Matt is acceding to me because he has to go last or something. I don't know. Uh, my question, I guess, the easiest question is just besides the characters, what are you going to miss most about your first campaign? I can't know you got me because the characters really did make it. Uh, let me think. I need a moment for that. I think what I'm going to miss is more on a nostalgia factor. It was my fir- it was my first campaign. A lot of time and effort went into it. Uh, Meridian is the same. A lot of time and effort has gone into the prep work for starting that. But I have two years of ideas and planning and creating these bad guys and the good guys that you've met along the way and the assholes that you've met along the way, like the Furbolg who the Furbolg who said, I'm sure someone would understand a lie's um a lie being a lesbian and then getting murdered in the next episode. I think it's a good I think I feel nostalgic. even now we since we when by the time we're recording this, we only finished the campaign basically a month ago. There's a lot of, I can look back at all of it and look back at maps I drew in character sheets for bosses I made. And it's just like, it gives me nostalgia. It makes me happy to look at all of these. So I think that's what I'm, I think what I'm going to miss most is just bits of everything and being able to look at the areas I made before, the characters I made before, the, the interactions in the chaos. I think I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna miss. 
it's a nost it's definitely a nostalgia thing that I'm, that makes me miss the campaign. Follow up question: How many legacy characters are you planning to bring into Meridian? Uh, I guess you'll have to wait and see. I mean, you never know what bro's going to rock up. The way Caitlin led forward as you said that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, laughs in, <laughs> laughs in knowing a few that won't turn up. Um, my question, Alex, is kind of, I guess, kind of obvious, but at the same time, it's having completed or having completed um um Autorvia, it's basically any regrets oh there's there's plenty of regrets but any that will spoil what's going to happen in Meridian <laughs> no I loved Reed to bits I loved all the characters to bits they were all just they all just had their moments of uniqueness, their personality traits, their personality flaws. But I'd get, I like to give myself a bit of leeway in the sense that this was my first campaign. Yes, I ran it for two and a half years, but it's the first time I'm testing all of these things. It's the first time I'm trying. It's a, like the first time we did the did I made a uh, the naval battle system. It was it was too complicated. So that's why when we did the second ship fight, I ditched everything I did before and made it the most simplest mechanics ever. Well, this is the thing, you see, because you were... I'm, I'm going to like, peek behind a curtain a little bit for people. Um, when I was setting... I'm set, me setting a Spelljammer, you offered to give me your naval stuff for any ship battles, which was very lovely. And I looked in the book for Spelljammer, and it's exactly identical. So maybe Wizards of the Coast need suing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm coming for their heads, all their money. <laughs> but that also goes to show that you did that. You can, you, if you literally came up with something that they came up with, that just goes to show how good of a DM you are, Alex. I also want to put a cross, cross props to Alex's naval combat system because the first time we tried it out, it was slightly whack but the second time it was fantastic yeah the second time was was, 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 was was brilliant first time was also kind of broed up a little bit shall we say would you agree Chad thinking you went to go and basically talk to the opponent rather than fight it it's not my fault that Alex clearly did not consider the fact that I was a turtle so I would be able to speak to a dragon turtle yeah, that's meant to die. <laughs> and there's Ran just here, like, we need to ram the ship. <laughs> Ran enjoyed telling the ship to ram. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just there, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Amused Ran for ages afterwards. It's like, he Ran did the ram. <laughs> I mean, there are so many highlight moments. I mean, turn, I mean, when Picasso and Ran turned. An, an enemy into a fine mist. That was that was really good fun. I mean, and that was I feel so long ago, and yet still so recent. 
you allowing Caitlin to cut Reed's finger off? <laughs> as I as I as I said to Caitlin, at the end of the day, I'm just the one who watches these decisions unfold. Yeah. Peek behind it the curtain there. I did DM Alex in the moment, going, Ali would probably try and take a finger. Is that okay? Because I didn't want to, like, properly maim him. Because, mm. I mean, that was just that was just around this time last year as we were recording. And I remember properly acting out the screen and no one came to check for nearby apartments. <laughs> Your neighbours suck. That's all I'm getting from this. That's Your neighbours I... are like, oh, thank God he's dead. <laughs> yeah, because I was probably thinking, but Zoom did not like it. <laughs> for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, that. basically it, though. Yeah, so regrets. You've had a few, but far, far too many. What I would add to that, cutting back quickly, what I would add to that is obviously I'd like to try and let the players do what they want. So even if Eli did want to main you, I probably would have let that happen. But in that case, it probably w- I would have given you the chance to make like a dexterity save and throw for a proper maining. But it's it, at the end of the day, taking a finger, it's not the end of the world. You, you, I'm sure you can lift nine fingers. I I also like the fact I also do like how how much Caitlin lent in as a lie to the bickering with Reed. Particularly when Reed got the wrong end of a stick and pulled a shotgun on them. Oh, <laughs> they fought... You realise you doing that is the main spiteful reason that Ally went for Lauren. <laughs> That's what originated me going, I might actually date Lauren. Mainly because it would piss you off. But it, but it ended up being a beautiful thing to do. I live out of sight. Uh, that did inspire another question that I have then. So as your campaign wrapped up, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but if you had to go around for each of the four main characters of your campaign, what will be your most memorable moment that will just live rent-free in your head for the rest of you know time, basically? Let's start with Picasso. I think... I think what... One of my favourite moments. Well, I've got two moments from Picasso. One's one silly. One's one's awesome. The, the the silly one is the very first episode, actually, when um I asked you to uh, roll your um dice roll to knock the guy out when you rolled the twenty. So I thought, oh, you 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 hit him pretty hard. So you just like snap his neck, and you're like, unfortunate but necessary. And and then Rand's like, I sniffed the corpse, and there's just a giggle from Al. I was like, this is going to be a chaotic bunch of characters. <laughs> so, my favourite moment from Picasso is, honestly, especially nearing the end with, like, the Battle of Unork and coming to the end of it, I think it's Picasso's progression through his journey in how he goes from a naive child, effectively, learning the world and taking in the sights and just seeing what's out there to what he became by the end. 
someone who was there for his people and ready to fight to the end. Taking on the responsibility, effectively, of what the Elder had at the end. It's definitely his progression that is my favourite thing about Picasso. Let's do Reed next. Because, oh my god, Reed. Um, hey! <laughs> Reed, was a, Reed was a seven roll at the end! Reed had a lot of ups and downs. Especially when I asked you for details after the first episode on the story and you said to me, I'm sure you can make that stuff up. Yeah, I, I, I got to admit, not just Reed, but Matt as a person has improved on that massively. I think you'd agree. And you and you was like, and when you said that, you was like, I like to keep my backstory stuff hidden. It's like, you keep it hidden because I don't know fuck all. Oh, right. What do I love about Reed? The heartwarming thing that I find with Reed was the progression of the friendship between him and Ran nearing the end, and also just I think one stick out moment, one stick out thing for Reed is just like how he it's point he could be so serious and it. The next, he could be the most chaotic little shit ever. Like, you're at a serious party, and then we have, like, a 20-minute scene of you as trying to escape guards and then jumping off a balcony into a drum kit. It was a serious moment, and you were serious all the way before, and then you was just the most chaotic little gremlin ever. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, there were, there were the odd moment I had, but he did... I think that he certainly progressed from being just this thief who only cared about money. Literally, the first episode ever trying to steal coin from someone in um, in the governor's pub, and then literally by the end of it, he abandoned the whole life like that and settled down in his own bakery. So, most people like that, especially like just when you said that, it, I just remembered that scene where. You were looking for information in the tent, and then by doing something, you, I think it was like pinching someone's alcohol or something, you started a massive bar fight at the um, festival. Yeah, started a bar fight, yeah. I started a bar fight, and, and then I walked away from it. <laughs> you fucking walked away from the bar fight, you forced. I do, I do, I can't remember if it, I think it was Caitlin, as Eli said. Um, well, I'm guessing that's where little shit is. I've, I've got a feeling, it's sort of thing they would say, but I'm not sure if they actually said that word for word. So, for Picasso, it's his progression. For Reed, it's how he could be serious and then turn into the most chaotic little bastard ever. Ran. Ran is a lot of changes for the course of the campaign. Ran's definitely mentally had her highs and lows, and hmm. Ran's a tough one because so much has actually happened. Ran. Point this fact: Ran actually technically started off as a gimmick character. Yeah, I know. Ran was just going to be angry and bonk, and it's like she started as like I want to play something that isn't this book. 
isn't in like the player's handbook. But find a picture of a knoll, it's like I want to be the big hyena. Big hyena. I think I think Ran Ran is very much I know it sounds cheap because I'm using the same answer again, but Ran is very much like Picasso in this scenario. How how their mindset and personality and the general growth from start to finish. They really they were a completely different person by the end of the campaign compared to when they started. And it's just it's such a nice thing to see. And I think that's like as I said, like Picasso, I think Rand's progression through her story is my favourite thing about Ran. It's also fun playing a character who knew literally six words of common in the first episode. Fling under each arm, running away from an explosion. That's iconic, a halfling under each arm. I'm just sad it didn't get to happen more often. I'm going fun for the finale, a halfling under an arm. I have to admit, when I got Eli's story, it scared me, because new DM was like, oh god, this is complicated to work with, and there's definitely more I wish I did, but when I decided to do a um, story-based campaign rather than the more open-world thing that I'm doing with Meridian, there's definitely more we could have explored. Uh, what I re- One f- moment that I really liked was their moments of... Their moments of... Their happy moments, their moments of weakness, like in the second episode where they just been doing random bits and then they decided to steal a teddy for Ran because Ran didn't win the teddy on the prize she on the um event that she tried. Then you have her moments with Lauren and other characters, like when she comforted Picasso over when they were watching um Taris in the arena. But one thing one thing that is made that I really like about a lie is the fact they were always willing to just go there and like commit the murder. They were never they were never afraid to they they were never one to back down from anyone or anything that was put in front of them. And I think that was a good thing because it allowed me to learn from it. It's definitely helped me progress in work out what to do in situations as a DM when things do go off the rails. So Picasso and Rand, it's their progression and through the story and what they became. Reed, it's the seriousness and then at any given moment becomes the chaotic little bastard that he was. A lie story is definitely what allowed me to progress as a DM when it came to more difficult ideas and stories. That's what I have for the characters, the moments and the likes that I have for them. And I'm going to miss them so much, I just have to add that on the end. I miss them already, and we're only one episode into this new campaign.
All right. I have one more question, and this question I'm going to ask to everyone, so the rest of you can prepare your answers now. Since we're at the end of another year, the question has to be a personal one, and it is, who's been your favorite character to play this year? Whether it be one of your actual character players or an NPC, a bad guy, or anything of that nature. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I think I've got to go with... I think I've got to go with Avery. I like what I have planned for Avery and what I came up with. And I like the slow progression of growth he's having with the um, party. And honest to God, I know it sounds a bit cheap, but Wizard is... I One thing that I really do struggle with a lot of the classes, like if it has too many abilities like monk or i find with my ranger rune like multi-class if there's too much happening on the sheet i tend to not use any of it but with avery he has like three abilities and then everything else is just spells so he's so easy to use in comparison to my other characters but no favorite is definitely Avery to me. I look forward to seeing what I do with him in the future. Thank you to everybody who listened to this year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year too. We're out of here. We're out. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.